Greetings, it's Tuxum Togo and I'm back again, yeah. And on my previous episode I was speaking in Zulu and Portuguese and you'll notice that. And it's because I just wanted to flex, you know. So, I don't know a gente sabe que eu posso falar isso língua. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you in Portuguese and this is Zulu Kobisabatuguti. Yeah, it was. It was just a flex, you know. It was just to show people that I can speak those languages fluently and without English. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, the topics on this show are not research. They're just off the top of my head and conversations. Yeah, some of them I research, you know, but mostly off the top of my head. And uh, on the previous show, I played a song by GI Mills was a party of mine and um, yeah and uh, I think I ripped it I like played it intermittently I played it like in snippets so I'm gonna play the full song now and uh, yeah it's youth day today so the youth rebelled against the apartheid government against learning against studying all the subjects in Afrikaans you know imagine that you just rock up at school and suddenly the government decides you can, you should learn your languages your all your subjects at school in a different language you know yeah and I sort of you know it's like it was I think it was to get everyone to speak Afrikaans you know but they did it in such a bad way in such an oppressive and wrong way that's the students actually rebelled against them yeah so today is youth day it was when um, the youth rebelled against the apartheid government against learning in Afrikaans yeah so like yeah thanks for listening to the show again and uh, here's the song Okay, I did my friend wrong again. Oh damn. Okay, um, here's the song, and I'm gonna play it in full now. I'm gonna start off from where it left off, and I'll play it in full. It's a cold world, that's why my niggas carry burners. Isn't it ironic? Cause the last heart is the first. My heart is first, sprinkle when the earth's surface. No wonder they're so nervous. It's so ironic, nigga. Stones with infinity, just pray I don't snap a finger. Hero or a villain, doesn't matter, I'm still chilling. You wouldn't believe me if I told you what I've been doing. You wouldn't believe me if I showed you what I lived to. Never stop, flash you with a fake. Blow it in the club, then you dig. Never see you flossed, but it rich. Call me from the black who made the ends meet. 
caliber to three and now we six lead. You never know who next just feel the cold breeze. Money equal power, fake respect. On the hustle, nigga, how we made this. Every day I knew they in the big leagues. Closer to success, it's like we're best friends. The only way to get it is to take. Looking back and seeing what you've been through. Remember when you thought you never made it, but you pushed through. Enemy is coming back to haunt you. Darkness turned to light, and that can lead to breakthrough. I've been all the time to trying to kill you, is what made you. Always with my phone for our play in that defense role. Missing with our money, bullets make deposit reload. Never seen a game like a shooter on a lay low. Get him at the crib where you find them staying cheap. When it comes to money in the bag, we're making cash rules. Find me in my kingdom where I'm making sure the cash rules. Concrete jungle wild, and I'm the lion with the big jewels. Not the top flashy with a fit. Blow it in a club, then it dip. Never seen flossing, but it rich. Only baller known for a swish. Now we booking bridges, taking trip. My rider died with me, and she filled it with a trip. Maybe taking shots, ain't no lid. Move on to a level, never being seen or crit. Anyone tell you in KZN we don't have talent, huh? So proudly KZN, so proudly KZN dude, you know, and a proudly KZN podcast. So don't let anyone tell you in KZN is just a bundu, just a rural area. We have our own stuff, we have our own things. We can, you know, reach to the sky and beyond, you know. The sky is not the limit for KZN. <laughs> yeah, okay, um, alright. And the brand that I'm promoting today, it is um, AD Jewelry again. You guys need to check out AD Jewelry. It's beanies and jewelry, you know. Beanies that are really well handcrafted, you know. They're really comfortable and they're really good for, you know, this winter period in the Hibiscus Coast. You know, it gets cold sometimes, you know. It gets really, really cold sometimes in some places in KZN. You know, in inland KZN, where it's not by the coast, I think it even goes below zero sometimes. So get your beanies from 80 Jewelry, you know, on the Hibiscus Coast, you know. And um, yeah, you get like some earrings, some really well handcrafted earrings, you know, they're really good. Trust me on this one. You know, I go to the shops and I see these people on the shops, and uh, yeah, and uh, even on the, uh, you know, the, you know, some jewelry brands, and I see them. You know, they're really good. But 80 jewelry, you know, I think it's on par with some of these jewelry shops because these jewelry shops are really expensive, and they use like really expensive crystals. You know, next for us, see crystals. Um, and they don't, you know, 
the jewelry is plainly boring, you know. <laughs> so check out Aitli Jewelry. It's really good jewelry, you know. It's the same quality, just a lower price, you know. Check it out. Aitli Jewelry. Beanies, earrings, and, uh, you know, bangles. And uh, check it out. Check it out. Aitli Jewelry on Facebook. On Facebook. Aitli Jewelry. Eight zero Jewelry. You know. 80 jewelry. Check it out on Facebook for hibiscus cost people. Get your beanies and jewelry. Now, get it, get it. Alright, um, the topic today. Topics, okay, I had various topics today because I haven't done the, a podcast, you know, an episode of this podcast in a while. So I like gathered up a whole lot of topics, you know. And uh, yeah, let's get going. Is Africa under threat of Asian invasion? You know. Alright, so there was a video going around on social media uh, just recently. And uh, yeah, it was on African Agenda, the, the WhatsApp group where we talk about African matters. Somebody posted this uh, video. And I showed me it's like. Um, a bunch of, I don't know if they're Chinese, I think they're Chinese. Um, they doing the usual projects in Africa, you know, because they want to expand into Africa, you know, because <laughs> I, think, I don't know, I don't think there's any more space to expand in China because um, it's overcrowded. So they want to expand into Africa. And now we've seen these videos of them being really mean to African children, you know, forcing them to be Chinese. And um, we've heard of some racism coming from them. And um, all these uh, whether loaning African leaders, gullible African leaders, uh, money. So that's the, all these huge amounts of money in the long run. And they had to forfeit some parts of the African, or some parts of the countries, or some parts of the economies to the Chinese. And uh, I've seen Chinese uh, with fishing, what's a, uh, with fishing businesses in West Africa. You know, so the Chinese are here, and I don't see them going anywhere soon. You know, so like, are we at danger as African people? No, because our way of life has already been compromised with the previous colonization. So now, are the Asians just coming here to finish us off? <laughs> you know, are they just coming here to uh, look at these dumb Africans? They don't know how to decolonize. When we decolonized and improve our economy within the space of 30 years, you know, the Chinese did that. And they're coming now to Africa to because we couldn't do that in 30 years, you know. In 30 years, China was like, you know, they claim it was like dirt poor. It was like almost like an African country in terms of wealth, you know. And within 30 years, they improved the economy so much that it's like almost a first world country and it's one of the biggest economies in the world. So, like, you have to wonder, like, I don't believe in this thing of African unity because that is a danger. So because like some people are claiming that we should unite as Africa as a whole. So we can be like China. 
I have 1 billion people, I have a massive economy and all speak one language. I think that's, um, that's not the way to go, you know. I think as Africans, sure, you know, you might call me a bit, you know, discriminatory. But hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. African people, you, you know, keep your heritage alive. Keep your indigenous styles alive, you know. Keep your languages alive. You don't have to all force yourselves to be this one unity so you can be bigger in population and you know because think about it there are quite small countries in the world that are punching well above their weight because they know how to plan themselves African unity is to ensure that Africa is easier to to, to, to frankly take over you know if we all spoke one language it's easier to say okay these Africans they all speak this language and we sell them this you know, you know how easy it would be for us to be taken over if we all just spoke one language. You know, if we all just did one thing and one culture and what it would be really easy, you know. So like I think um, Africans should maintain a sort of unity. Not not exactly one voice, but I think we should keep our diversity so that we do not, you know, you know how like sometimes in, uh, in Zulu they say about the You know, water is always together. And if you pour like a uh, uh, like a drop of salt or whatever in the water, all of that water is like becomes salty, you know. And that's what's gonna happen if Africans are all the same and have the same culture, like the Chinese. Even the Chinese are not that unified, they are diverse. There's Mandarin and there's Cantonese and there's Wu and there's all these different uh, sub-nations or tribes within China. So I don't think African unity culturally and linguistically is the way to go. You know, sure, we can have diplomatic relations and have people in our, within our countries that speak Swahili, French, Portuguese, you know. Hausa, uh, Europa, Arabic, you know, the major languages in Africa are the languages neighboring our regions and countries. But I don't think we should just do a whole makeover and all speak one language in Africa. You know, we can have multilingual people, you know, but I think we should keep our indigenous nations alive, you know. What we should do is, in fact, decolonize, you know, and remove uh, the Berlin Conference borders, you know, and have, uh, I don't, uh, oof. maybe I'm a perfectionist <laughs> in this way, but I, I'm just um, a little OCD sometimes, you know, but I think that if we, it's just, I don't know if we remove the borders, it's gonna be almost like, yeah, we finally done it. We finally decol. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think above learning our, I think 
individual national sovereignty of African people is important. You know, some are gonna say, okay, I'm starting trouble. What if the Nama and the Herero of or the Herero of Namibia decide to have their own states? It's because you know it's gonna it's gonna be problematic for some people, sure. You know, what if the Luo of uh, Kenya decides to have their own state? You know, you know, sure. You know, it's gonna be problematic for some people, but I think removing the borders, the Berlin Conference borders. Africa and reuniting and creating actual nation states, not nation states by name because, you know, sure, English is not my primary language, <laughs> you know, but a nation state, what I mean by nation state is one language, one people, one ethnicity, you know. That's what I mean. So I think that if we do that, it's gonna decolonize it's gonna bring back a sense of responsibility within our people that we have lost now because of colonization you know we're so chilled we're so relaxed we're nonchalant we are what's this word complacent you know complacent we are too satisfied with everything you know and uh it's great and it's, it's gonna send you to hell eh? <laughs> complacency sends you to hell like you don't believe if you don't know what's going on around you and you you're satisfied with everything hey hey they're gonna invade you big time they're gonna invade you big time so like i think the final step is you know freeing our minds as africans is getting rid of the borders the colonial borders sure it sounds OCD sounds too too problematic too um, cluttered and complicated but hear me out hear me out listen think about think this through think this through think this through what it would do culturally and you know to even the young child you know to even the older generation you know it won't be oh okay this creation this country was colonized but no it won't be that anymore it will be our people our people our nation that is still itself beside despite colonization you know i don't know if this is sinking into you as the listener or if this makes sense but hey hey check it out check it out all the countries on the look at all the countries that are in the world that are the top 10 uh best economies in the world or the top 10 top 10 best performing countries in the world um in most fields uh, economy culturally you know there's this thing called hdi uh, human development index sometimes check it out the top 10 countries they're all usually nation states one language one culture one people you know think about it think about that what does it mean think about that you know so yeah i went off on a rant again but yeah the topic was is africa in danger of asian colonization what i think is 
because our leaders you know again i'm gonna shoot blanks i'm gonna hey i'm gonna fire strays <laughs> and someone are gonna, some people are gonna get caught in the crossfire but hey we're in danger because we don't care about our, our countries we're in danger because we don't care about our people you know we're being told by outsiders what to do in our homes you know and that's one way to ensure that you're gone so like is Africa in danger of an Asian invasion definitely definitely Asia has now become because Asia previously it was just very um how do you call this exclude it was they were very they were reclusive you know they were exclusive to themselves you know and now that they're going global after they've built the economy they've actually done it the right way <laughs> as to give it to the Asians because we want to go global instead of first going you know reclusive being reclusive you know troglodytes even <laughs> and just focusing on ourselves and our people and then going global Asia did this they first focused on themselves and they built the Chinese Koreans in fact they didn't even you know associate with the other you know the Japanese didn't associate with the Chinese you know even the North Koreans were you know they didn't care about uh, the South Koreans you know they were very nationalist and cared about their own people first their own tribe and language group and then after that they went global we want to do the up we want to go global for help and then we want to and that's the danger we're in that's the day we don't think things through with concerns of geopolitics you know we don't think things through you know but hey what can i say what can i say what can i say yeah because like hey you know we have to think things through with in terms of the future of us of our peoples you know and we can't do that if we're still living in countries made <laughs> by outsiders i don't know if this is sinking in but say you know the chinese the asians are coming the chinese mainly because they're a bigger population but say what can i say africa is definitely in danger of an asian invasion eh and uh, yeah okay next topic okay next topic um again sort of like more or less on the same topic like you know our traditions on the african continent some are starting to call africa damarian or something like that this uh, ancient name of africa but so i do not believe that name because it, sound, it still sounds very um uh, arabic i'm going to stick with my um kwatu ikwatula ikwatula everyone is called umuntu 
butuh enhauza uh, do in swahili you know in various languages there's still the two prefix so i'm gonna call africa kwatu because kwa is a prefix in both the swahili and guni languages you know and even in some other surrounding languages and then in the region you know so i'm gonna stick with kwatu africa to me is kwatu the tikola is name of africa is kwatu i don't care what anyone says so i'm gonna stick with kwatu like are kwatu traditions relevant in the modern age you know because you know in africa we often think of you know we're the main voodoo practitioners of the world <laughs> you know like magic you know and all these things like like which is an imp you know a mischievous devilish imp you know and all the magic uh, comes from africa and all this voodoo nonsense comes from africa you know sure you know some people still believe in this you know i believe that if uh, you know you sleep at night you're gonna i don't know you're gonna grow fur on your feet you something like that i don't know uh if you i don't know you pour water outside at night a frog's gonna come in or something like that <laughs> you know these traditions are they still relevant today or has um science and uh, science and research uh, overtaken them and uh, you know my father who identified as zulu you know he used to have uh, various traditions you know various beliefs you know <laughs> and um, he used to pour salt outside you know uh, on the door to get rid of evil spirits you know I believe certain plants got rid of evil spirits, you know. So for me, I don't know. Are these things relevant in the modern age, you know? Or the more cultural things, you know, that we do to um, distinguish ourselves from the world, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a question we have to ask. Yeah, and I wish I had a guest for this discussion. As one time I really wish I had a guest because like I'm not an expert in African traditions you know um, I believe I'm, I'm a I come from a, 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 a background where <laughs> there were there wasn't any you know voodoo beliefs at school you know uh, the people that uh, well most of the people that uh, used to teach other school had the you know anglo-dutch belief which is very germanic you know uh where there's science and reason and nothing exists outside that and to this day i sort of (laughs) kind of think that way and i believe there's a reason for everything as um many people do there's a (laughs) there's a logical reason for a person fly with a broom you know either something's holding them up or they're using some mechanism (laughs) to levitate off the air you know so like yeah you know 
Are African traditions relevant in the modern age or has science found them out to be false? <laughs> you know, we need to ask ourselves that and I'd love to have a discussion on that. You know, if there's a podcast of people discussing this, you know, I'd love to hear it. Put the link on the page or link me to that discussion, you know. Send it to me via WhatsApp or the group's page, you know. I would love to hear a discussion on whether African traditions are still relevant in the modern age or they're just to distinguish ourselves from others, you know. And uh, because, like, they say it's, uh, African traditions are, you know, the is it is it you know, it's things done by black people. But black people in the, you know, in the Americas don't do that. You know, some black people in other places have lived uh, relatively normal lives without practicing any. African traditions, you know. So you have to ask yourselves, are they really important or are they just things? If they are holding us back, I really think, and they serve no real purpose, I think we should get rid of them and implement something that actually works, you know. Like, uh, you know, there are certain traditions that are really impractical nowadays, you know. That are in the terms of the modern age, the world we're living in, they're really impractical. So, I'd really love for those to be replaced by something more practical, you know. African traditions in the modern age. Yeah, I'd love to hear a discussion about that. Link me to a discussion of that nature if you know of it on the Talks with them Togo Facebook page. Yeah, alright. Um, Next topic, okay. Um, I've talked about this before again. Um, and, uh, okay. Hold on, hold on. I'm still here, don't worry. Um, you know, like the world has become this one giant village nowadays and uh, yeah we have to wonder if that's a good thing or not you know because like uh, sometimes it is good and sometimes it's not so good yeah because and uh, before um, well it, I think it was better during when there was only cars and there was no internet because the internet has literally made that world so small. You will not believe how small the world is now because of the internet. <laughs> it is ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous, man. I think the internet is going to start wars in the future. <laughs> I am serious. I am serious. The internet communication and social media is going to start wars in the future because we do not all believe in the same customs and cultures you know we do not have the same beliefs around the world and so people arguing because like a lot of people speak similar languages now you know 
French is spoken globally, Spanish is spoken, Portuguese is spoken globally, English is spoken globally, Dutch is spoken globally, and Dutch variants. So I think as the internet progresses and like everyone is on the internet, it's going to start fights. <laughs> and more, and I think if important people join the I don't think uh, social media has done us any favors in this point because like now politicians and important people around the world are joining in on discussions and they will disagree sometimes that is the dangers of social media and the internet and because these people they only ever met you know before the internet they only ever met when they were going to diplomatic meetings and um, you know and um, just uh, these G7, G20 and African Union conferences they only ever met then otherwise they sent <laughs> letters and uh, phone each other now with the internet it's almost like everyone knows what you're doing every all the time you know and that is crazy that is going to lead to some serious conflict <laughs> that is going to lead to some serious conflict you know the internet has made the world so small it, is, it was it was bad enough before that there were people you know there was xenophobia before people um had cars even you know there was still like pe- uh, people that used to not like each other way before the internet and now I think all of these hatreds <laughs> that were hidden you know in someone's mind now they can seep the way into the internet you know and that's either that's very dangerous to me there's no good part about it you know that's very dangerous to me you know it's going to start like some fights around the world some conflicts and beliefs you know some uh, beliefs are going to start crumbling you know and it's gonna I don't know I don't know if it's, I don't think it's a good I definitely do not think it's a good thing yeah I still believe in focusing on your own people and focusing on your own self you know and individualism and nationalism you know I do not believe in this one united world because it's going to bring more harm than good that's what I simply believe in and um, yeah it's been called Babylon before and uh, you know and I think we shouldn't jump into creating Babylon. Why? It's dangerous. There is a reason. I think, you know, as much as some people do not believe, I think the Bible has some really logical things, you know. These were not nitwits that wrote the Bible, you know. There were people that thought things through, you know. So for me to... Uh, there are some things that are just, you know, <laughs> solely to serve, you know, uh, selfish purposes in the Bible, sure. But I really think that their criticism of Babylon is valid, you know. 
because Babylon is always dangerous, you know. So that's that globalization for me. Um, um, I think it's a it's a funny it's a funny because learning other other cultures sometimes it helps you escape from whatever troubles are in your land, you know. And learning, but I think there's a line. There really is a line, you know. There really is a line. Like when, um, is it, uh, because globalization seeks to get rid of borders, you know, make the world one, almost one country, you know, under one government. And uh, some people are going to reject that because it's, Encroaching on the sovereignty and cultures and way of life, you know, it's almost a recolonization, <laughs> and globalization is gonna be terrible for Africans, <laughs> especially. So instead of us promoting a Babylon, we should really think things through. Is this really good? Is this going to serve our people, or is this just? going to finish us off and end us off finally you know so for me globalization um, you know I think we should keep diplomatic ties among our people but you know among people would like to you know associate with and do business with but I think we should end there you know and not force ourselves to be one people when we not, <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah, it's also not helping us because uh, now we care about things that are miles away, that are thousands of miles away, you know. I'm seeing this uh, march in Cape Town of. Um, I think it's Arab people, Muslim people, uh, protesting against Israel's uh, evil against Palestine, you know, in Cape Town. Cape Town is thousands of miles away <laughs> from um, Gaza and um, all these um, Middle Eastern countries. So, like, you know, you have to wonder, you have to wonder if um, the internet and media are a good thing because. Why, how is it going to affect them, you know? Sure, you know, we live in a global world now and uh, we're allowed to voice our opinions on what's happening in the politics of another country. But, you know, we have to, like, you know, I'm not going to comment on what's happening in um, Chile or something like that, you know. Uh, because it's not going to affect me in my daily life, you know. Not even in the macro scale of the land I'm living in. It's not going to affect me. So, like, you have to wonder, eh? You have to wonder if globalization is making us nitwits or if it's really good for our world, you know. You have to wonder, you have to wonder. Yeah, Babylon, eh? Okay. Again. 
Um, yeah. I won't say it's the same as the previous topic, my next topic. I won't say it's the same, but it's sort of the solution. <laughs> yeah, okay. Secessionist movements in Africa. And there are three main ones that are. Well, can't. Yeah, I support them in a way. And uh, it's Biafra, Matebeleland, and Abazonia. Biafra was the Igbo speaking region of Nigeria that sought, I think it gained independence for like two or three years or something like that. And then well, they were attacked by the Nigerian government and they were reincorporated into Nigeria. And Ambazonia, I think. The most dire of these three secessionist movements is Ambazonia. The government of Paul Bia of Cameroon is attacking the English-speaking um, region of Cameroon. Uh, I think it's called Ambazonia. Yeah. And these people are being murdered like you will not believe. These people are being murdered like a... They're being slaughtered, these people. They're being slaughtered. The images you see online are disturbing, you know. So I think the most dire independence movement that is most relevant, that is most logical of these three is Ambazonia. Because these people are under attack for the mere fact that they only speak English in a supposedly French country, French-speaking country. This does not make sense, you know. This does not make sense. <laughs> it is crazy. And another one that I also feel uh, has some weight to it, some relevance to it, is the Matebeleland uh, independence movement. There's various Matebeleland independence movements, and um, there's uh, what's this Matebeleland Republic, and there's a. Uh, Matebeleland or something else so I think Matebeleland um, claim or need for independence come from the fact that the, the Zimbabwean government uh, which was mainly Shonaran attacked uh, and killed thousands of Ndebeles in Matebeleland and other places in the Kukurahandi uh, massacres the Kukurahandi ethnic cleansing violence, you know. And to this day, I think Matebele people in uh, Zimbabwe are not comfortable, you know. Um, so they want their own land, you know. They want their own land to, you know, so there can be an independence in the Bele state, you know. And that. Is, is a valid reason, you know, between being attacked by the government and uh, being undermined. Uh, I think there's, uh, there's are two big enough reasons for a region to seek independence, you know. And uh, Biafra, you know, I think Biafrans um, 
should get their independence as well, you know. From being attacked by the Nigerian government and being undermined as Igbo people in Nigeria, I think they should gain their independence. And there are various other independence movements in Africa, you know. Various others. that seek to secede from a main body of a country, you know. Because of these Berlin Conference borders, <laughs> where uh, there's like numerous secessionist movements in Africa because people are not satisfied with being forced into a Babylon. <laughs> I don't know, I, I've said this point like almost within the past five days, I've probably said it close to almost 15 times now that we're being forced into a Babylon and it's going to crush us you know uh, in Africa you know the Berlin Conference borders were another version of Babylon because people that were one tribe were separated you know and sometimes were incorporated into people that you know they had nothing, very little in common with. So there are these secessionist movements in Africa, you know. And I think they should, you know, be given a voice and not um, closed down by the governments as they so frequently do, you know. And I think we should hear them out. Next time you hear the word Biafra, Matebele Land and Ambazonia, think about that these people uh, they do need the sovereignty you know they do need the sovereignty the Berlin conference borders have failed us in most aspects you know so I think indigenous African people need to get rid of these borders and return to the previous borders the previous you know pre-colonial borders you know and have their own wherever that language group is wherever their land claims are they should form like a country there and then they should be sovereign with the with a concept of one language one people and one culture you know or under one monarch sometimes you know so like I really am thrilling in this point because I believe in it I believe African people should have their own nation states, actual nation states, not nation states by name, nation states where there's one language and one people, you know. These secessionist movements in Africa, they keep popping up, you know, because of this Berlin Conference border. So, like, yeah, I cannot overemphasize this point, people. So, like, that's the first batch of my uh, topics today. And, um, yeah, second batch coming along. Firstly, I've got to play some music for you, for you people. Why am I saying for y'all? <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Um, secessionist movements of Africa. You know, there's a there's a group called Repartition Africa on Facebook, and there's a list of all the pre-colonial African countries uh, picture of uh, 
all the pre-colonial African countries on that uh, Facebook page. So check it out. Repartition Africa. It's written Repartition Africa in French and Portuguese. And I think some sections are divided into four languages. English, French, Portuguese and Swahili. So check that group out if you're really interested about secessionist movements in Africa. Yeah. Help Africa become Africa again. You know. So like, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, my first batch of topics, like I said. And here's some music for you. And uh, yeah. Next topics are coming along after this track. I was so stressed, I took a 
to my sober brain in December I stood outside and then I remembered When you used to play in the wedding And all things that would be the same And I wish I was so sure I can't be Why can't we live in simplicity? Why can't we laugh up September So we can feel the rain in December really all of the episodes in this Toksum Togo podcast and uh, the Toksum Togo Facebook page that I'm a fairly conscious person you know I talk about things that actually matter you know I talk about even from my YouTube page you know I talk about um, things that are critical you know and um, yeah so like these are the topics that <laughs> I focus on and uh, yeah I need sponsors for the show as well I need sponsors you know please anyone you know you have your brand featured in every show if you're a sponsor and um, if you want to post an adverts you know it's a very low price you know Says around you know 35 rand per show, you know 35 rand per show, and you have your you know advert put in you know for a multitude of people for an extended period of time, you know. So get your brand in, you know 35 rand. That's all, you know. Your brand's gonna be on your to antiquity probably. And if you're a sponsor, you can have your brand, like, you know, on your, for every show, for all the time, you know, if you're a sponsor. So, like, please, you know, if anyone's out there, sponsor guy, you know, guy wants to eat, you know, <laughs> even if it's just individuals, you know, if you just want to feature yourself, you know, sponsor guy, sponsor talks to the you know. So like yeah, there's various methods, you know, you know, to get um, finances to me, you know, the under Tosun Tower page. So help me out, sir. Help me out. Help me out, please. Um, 
Yeah, <laughs> help the talks of the world become great. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, next two topics, and then it is uh, Akabamosh. We're finishing. Okay. Next topics is do aliens exist? You know. <laughs> Talk about alien life. My next topic. Um, because like show we've seen the movie in the movies where there's flying saucers and there's you know and men in black they're just disgusting looking creatures you know <laughs> and um, yeah sure some probably because like I've researched a bit on astro- astronomy so like um, I've read some of co- uh, not read. I've seen some of Carl Sagan's videos, you know. Carl Sagan, I think, was a genius for me. Carl Sagan, <laughs> I don't think there's any other, he's almost unmatched to me. Um, other than other, like, you know, um, this other person who was uh, at multiple neuron disease or something like that. Uh, Carl Sagan and them, I think, and that guy. I think uh, what was his name? Yeah, it was a top sci- it was a top uh, astronomer, scientist, an astronomy cosmologist. You know, because I like to research a whole lot of things, and sometimes I research on extraterrestrial things happening, things that are happening outside the Earth. You know, <laughs> in the galaxy, and um, yeah. Alien life, you know, because they found bacteria on Mars. Bacteria is a life form. So um, they found a like a fossil of bacteria on Mars. So there definitely is life on other planets. You know, we've almost certified that there's definitely life on other planets, but. Is there intelligent life on other planets? That is the thing, you know. Because, like, we often think of intelligence as, you know, um, being able to make technology, you know, being conscious of surroundings, you know. Whereas, you know, dolphins are said to be quite intelligent, but they have no need to create technology, you know. They've developed sonar by themselves, you know, and they do not need technology to develop sonar, you know. So, like, uh, scientists speculate that on other planets, life could be, uh, you know, there's some planets that have um, stronger gravity than Earth, obviously, and there's uh, planets with not so much gravity as Earth. So, like, we imagine that creatures from these planets could be, you know, um, on stronger planets, they could be quite stumpy, you know, and, uh, you know, they could just be quite strong and stumpy like elephants, but probably thicker than elephants, if you can imagine that, you know, and then planets where there's less gravity, they could be more stalky, you know, they could be more lanky. Like a stick insect, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, because our 
our DNA as a our, our organic material on earth is not unique to us you know so the probably quite possibly could be another uh, planet where our um, organic material is something similar to us you know but just slightly different not like you know avatar you know an avatar they say it's like another planet where people have pointy ears and have blue skin yeah it probably could be like that but you know i think life forms like here on earth are quite few and far between you know what we're, what we're going to find if we ever go to other planets you know is like we're going to find like um, perhaps um, the higher the animal the creatures that are highest on the food chain there are not uh, have not developed technology you know and um, they're more like you know uh, they're probably more adapted to <laughs> their surroundings you know if there's more like methane in the atmosphere they'll develop that way you know if there's more like you know carbon dioxide in the atmosphere they will develop methods to survive around that you know because like life um, what we call life needs to find a way to adapt wherever it is you know and if the sun is terribly hot in that place <laughs> um, some uh, what they call I think they're called zero fights or something like that or extremophiles yeah that's the correct term some could find a way around that or uh, there's very little light you probably find that they do not have so much pigments or <laughs> or they even i don't know maybe they see through even some of them probably you know it's fun to imagine what life on other planets could be like but uh, i think yeah since we know what life is like on earth you know uh, we've already done quite a bit of research as uh, humanity you know as homo sapiens you know we've done quite a bit of research on what life is like on earth and i think we should not exclude that when we um, speculate on what life is like on other planets you know because we're probably not that much because like hey man if we're gonna think about life we are also a life form on this universe <laughs> you know so like if we speculate like you know what life forms are like you know they haven't been able to reach us number one so they haven't you know developed that kind of technology you know maybe they have in various forms you know maybe fungi is an extraterrestrial thing <laughs> you know maybe even I don't know 
some species of animals on earth are extraterrestrial things, extraterrestrial life forms, but through, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, I think life across the universe is more common than we think, more common than we think, but at the same time, it's not like you'll find an, a copy or a replica of yourself, <laughs> like they say, and like, you know, these people that believe in the multiverse, because like some claim that there's more universes than one. So like, in fact, some even speculate that there's infinite amounts of universes, you know. So like, uh, a copy of yourself could exist in another universe. <laughs> That's what they claim. Um, so like, yeah, but I'm talking specifically in this universe. In this universe, I don't think you're gonna find a copy of, well, since there are twins, I don't know, <laughs> but maybe you will find, you could, possibly, possibly, the chances of, I think, are very slim, finding a copy of yourself in the universe, I don't know, it's very slim, but yeah, I think there's definitely life in other solar systems, you know, and, um, yeah, um, I think there's even a technology to send, like, um, there's nanotechnology to send, um, like a camera through a laser or something like that. But we'll see on what's happening in the, the coming decades if we'll ever see other complex life forms in the universe or if we'll see, like, um, life forms that have managed to um, become, you know, dominant on their planets, you know, because I think a life form that's going to dominate its planet or its solar system is, what it need, maybe it won't even need technology, you know. Maybe we won't even need technology. Maybe it will be, you know, because there's a, what's this? I forgot what this name is. Creature. This uh, creature that can survive anywhere. It just needs a drop of water to, it looks like a little pig. <laughs> you know, it just needs a drop of water to come alive, you know. And think about that. There's like this, microscopic organism that exists already on earth that could survive anywhere in the universe you know we have alien life right here <laughs> you know let's think about that you know it's, yeah um, it's a wonder the universe it's a wonder God did a number when he created it huh and yeah, uh, for a long time we thought we were the center of the universe, and there could be, there's probably another place in the galaxy, and the, even in this galaxy, the Milky Way, there probably is uh, another life form that is very different to us, besides looking at the extended universe, you know. 
so life form is is probably more common than we think yeah so like yeah research on life form on uh, extraterrestrial life forms you know and like you know i think there are there could possibly be even life forms that are interplanetary without developing technology as scary as that sounds <laughs> uh thing could jump from solar system to solar system without needing um, any equipment it might be scary though you know if it comes yeah, it's going to end us you know so like yeah as much as we want to discover other extraterrestrial life forms we have to think about the dangers of it yeah yeah it's my fringe topic on on uh, extraterrestrial species because I'm into astronomy as well yeah so like you you hear a little bit of everything on this podcast so like yeah my last topic today is will we ever see a first world african country back to earth now <laughs> back to earth so like will we ever see a first world african country in our lifetime you know A short answer for me is simply no because there are certain powers that are preventing us from being you know because they claim that if we in Africa if we develop um the way of life of Europe and Asia and basically the west is going to end and I uh, don't know how <laughs> I don't know how but yeah that's what they assume and um there are quite a few places in africa that are already like almost first worldish you know we can talk of mauritius you know north africa you know some places in west africa you know south africa was even considered a first world country before you know um apartheid was boycotted around the world you know so like think about that you know they already first world um standards in quite a few african cities you know and so like by my understanding first world is like the already developed countries like germany usa the uk and italy france you know and recently japan and even i think china can also be considered a first world african a first world country not China can be considered a first world country not African country. <laughs> and uh Korea. Yeah, South Korea can be considered a first world country. Uh and the second world country are countries like Brazil, you know, most of South America and uh South Africa, uh I think we've moved into third world tier now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have to check. But yeah, third world countries are the countries that are just, you know, that are suffering from uh droughts and uh, malnutrition kids, you know. Uh those countries that are always uh UN projects on to help them alleviate the the poverty levels, you know. Those are third world countries from my understanding. That's what first, second and third world is. First is developed countries, second is um, 
made it um, uh, mesodeveloped countries and others underdeveloped countries that are like still living in like you know because I've lived in third world conditions I've lived in a place where there was no electricity and running water you know so I've, I've experienced a little bit of third world in my lifetime so like um, that's what first second and third world is you know and so like uh, yeah will we ever see like a completely developed African country because Rwanda's on its way quite frankly Rwanda's on its way if it's not already I don't know I don't know so like yeah we might see a developed African country within our lifetime but not in the way that you think because like as soon as a African country develops to a certain level you know I think the West sort of comes in and stifles <laughs> that pro progress you know and um, I don't know I don't know I don't know because I'm pretty sure that if Africa develops uh, it's gonna do nothing to the West <laughs> I'm pretty sure because maybe they assume that if we gain like military power we're gonna exact revenge on colonialism or something like that and um, <laughs> Um, well, you know, hey man, in the modern world where people are focused on building, on building more than, you know, attacking people, I think war is the last resort, you know. So, like, even if Africa develops into, like, um, a level of, say, Italy, you know, if most countries develop to the level of Italy in Africa, you know, I don't think it's go we're gonna. Well, some might, <laughs> you know, some crazy dictator. If there's a crazy dictator, then might like think they're more powerful than they actually are and do a Hitler on us. But yeah, I don't think we'll have the time to be warmongering and wanting to improve our economy at the same time and so like I do not think an African country a first world African country is such a bad idea you know it won't I don't think it will stifle the West development in any way if they're looking for free labor you know <laughs> like cheap labor they can still look among their own people you know there's always going to be poor people wherever in the world despite the development you know or poorer people so they can always look about their own so like hey man if, even if um, they claim that it's un-African to be developed that's where like uh, Nenajira said Nenajira is an the Kenyan technologist Nanjira Nanjira Sambuli she said um, modernization is not westernization so like again if we want to develop ourselves you know we shouldn't think of modernization as being western you know 
even if like um, say Swaziland wants to create its own Silicon Valley, you know, and its own cell phones, you know, in Swaziland, proudly Swazi creations and take advancements. That will not be exactly being Western, you know. There'll still be Swazi created, you know. Still be Swazi people created, and the first option <laughs> in a Swazi created phone is probably going to be Swati. <laughs> so, like, hey, if they have their own alphabet, they're probably gonna read the label in a, a Swazi alphabet, you know. If they create high tech devices in Swaziland, it will still be Swazi and not. American, you know, if they make their own uh, phones and computers there, you know, it will still be Swazi and not American. So, like, yeah, modernization is not westernization. So, like, yeah, maybe we will see an African country, but there are more forces preventing a, a, a first world African country. Maybe we will see it soon. The coming decades or years you know hopefully in our lifetime but there are more forces ignorant forces on my in my uh from my perspective that are preventing africa from being developed you know so maybe we will see it but there are more forces preventing africa from developing and this has been another extended episode of Tosurum Towo. And hopefully you haven't dozed off by now. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening. Until next time. Ate logo.